from linear economy to circular economy. There is a big change here and that requires a larger cooperation globally. We have to rationally cooperate and act together rather than thinking individually how we can win the race. Hi there. Welcome to The Circumcenter, a series of stimulating dialogues on the circular economy. Today's topic is the brewing and beverage industry. Beer is the fifth most consumed beverage after tea, carbonated drinks, milk and coffee. As a result, the food and beverage industry is responsible for more than 17 billion tons of carbon dioxide, about one-third of total global emissions. This number is almost 19 times bigger than what the aviation industry causes. So maybe we should also consider what we eat and drink daily besides occasionally cutting down air travel. What can a brewing company do to transform into a circular economy? Meet John Chaka. John is the CEO and president of Anadolu FS Beer Group, with operations in six countries and 27 facilities. Anadolu FS is committed to achieving net zero emissions across all its operations by 2030. In addition, they collaborate with startups and have a larger goal to enable circularity within the company. Let's hear from John about the role of the brewing and beverage industry in enabling a circular economy. Hi, John. Welcome to the Circumcenter. Um, today, we're here with John Chaka, CEO and president of Beer Group at Anadolu FS, uh, one of the largest companies in beverage industry and one of the most innovative as well. We're going to speak with John Chaka. Uh, welcome, John. Thank you. Thank you, Sardar. Thank you for the introduction. Today, we're going to have this discussion in three circles. Uh, the first circle, we're going to talk about your uh, personal life. The second circle, we're going to focus on the industry and the business. And in the third circle, we're going to talk about the future. Sure. And I would like to start with my first question. Um, when you think about your past, what was the most significant event in your life that made you who you are today? Well, um, obviously, it is very very difficult to pinpoint just one uh, event. I mean, it's it's not just one event, one decision. It's uh, the consistency of the decisions that you take that makes you uh, what you are. But uh, one important decision in my life was uh, I have a background on, on engineering, electric and electronics engineering. And I started my career as a software developer, then turned into a um, system analyst. And I was kind of a, back then, well, one of the, um, you know, pioneers in that RNA in Turkey when the, the whole systems uh, development, ERP developments were about to merge in Turkey. At that time, I was also having my graduate st uh, study at uh, with an, um, Middle East Technical University at uh, MBA class. And somehow my way coincided with Anadolu FS. And Anadolu FS was at that time was thinking, contemplating about setting up its uh, very first investments outside of its um, uh, Turkey, Turkey, outside of our um, home country. And when I met with the team that was recently set up, the, I was highly motivated, impressed with the vision of a Turkish beverage company to have, uh, let's say, a vision, aspiration to go beyond the borders, to grow outside of Turkey and uh, become if not global, at least a regional. So that vision really motivated me. And, you know, when I went back home, slept over the night, the next day I said, I want to be a part of that vision. And I, since then, I'm very highly motivated with that vision. I have taken a lot of, uh, let's say, lead roles in terms of our uh, global regional development 
was very happy being pioneer, pushing our frontiers, trying to challenge the existing um, you know status, trying to develop our business beyond our borders. And that kept me motivated, still keeps me motivated. And basically that was the decision to totally convert my career into um, into um, the career that brought me today to, to, to this role and uh, basically still with the idea of a kind of developing a Turkish enterprise as a global um, company within the beverage sector, which is which is also a very competitive one. Wow, it's so interesting to see how the vision also became your vision at the same time. It's uh, so inspiring. You were presented with the Fast Company Sustainability Leaders 50 list, um, announced for the first time in Turkey and evaluated by an international selection committee. Why do you think you're on this list and what does it say about your leadership? Thank you. Uh, indeed, it's very, very, um, we are very grateful that our efforts on the sustainability front has been, you know, um, recognized and awarded that is that is also motivating us and similarly as i was trying to explain you about the vision to grow the on, on our business outside of our boundaries trying to become a global company at the same time since our establishment actually for Anadolu FS that was one of the most important principles to reinvest what we gain to reinvest into the to the um, to the development of the societies that we are in and that's that uh, happened to be a founding principle we kept on investing in many areas many aspects of this cultural development in terms of culture arts uh, cinema theater music festivals uh, agriculture tourism whatever touches the life of the society the the, the thinking um, is you know Without the society, the, without the you know larger development of the society, you cannot be you know create a strong uh, company. In that perspective, it is a, let's say a collective uh, development, and we have taken a lot of responsibility in that arena. There's a long-standing efforts, and uh, again, likewise, how we are building the business, it is a consistent development in many areas, trying to. Um, you know, grow, develop together with our partners in many aspects that has a collective impact and social impact within the society that we are living in. So that is our uh, corporate culture. That is how we uh, look into things in, in at Anadolu FS. So those are all fantastic um, principles that are, uh, let's say, um, bringing and founding the organization into a stronger one. So that's that's the belief. And uh, we, we are very happy that all these efforts are recognized and put into uh, a list, I would say. And that's amazing to see how commitment and consistency pays on pays off in the long run. Sure, sure. That is Thank that is the main story. I mean, you have to do small things consistently, continuously. That makes the, the development and that would that would also very important going forward in terms of the sustainable development for globally. I mean, we have to cooperate and we have to ensure that we constantly uh, do the right things in, in the right manner.
That's that's an excellent example. Um, thank you for that. This is the end of our first circle. Now we're moving into the second circle of our conversation, which is going to focus on your business and the industry. Uh, now we're moving into the second circle of our conversation, which is going to focus on your business and the industry. I'm going to start with questions about Turkey Circular Economy Platform, um, which you're also a part of. Um, how does Turkey's circular economy platform provide value in your transformation efforts around the circular economy? Thank you. P- perfect question. Uh, obviously, let's start with the Business Association for Sustainable Development Turkey. That association has been established back in 2016, and Andula FS was one of the very first par- partners within this association. So since then, we are actively having roles in the development and in terms of the, let's say, efforts in term, uh, in, in the sustainable terrain in a global, per, let's say, uh, larger per, um, perspective in Tur- Turkey. And um, obviously, the circular economy platform is one of the most important initiatives of uh, the association in, in, in that per se. Um, when you and I'm also taking a um, let's say lead role in, in the board of the association and also being a part of the um, working group for the development of the circular economy platform. First of all, I mean today's um, let's say uh, approach is changing. I mean we have gone through the process, let's say procure, manufacture, and dispose um, uh, that linear economy to into a circular one where, you know, the waste, the remainings, the remaining raw materials, the byproducts, the waste can be reutilized in another platform, in another process, in another business. So that's that's the mindset shift. And circular economy platform in that perspective first is very important in order to create the awareness in that perspective. So circular economy we need to replace this linear approach into a circular economy perspective first, and that need, requires a mind shift change, and that requires first um, the let's say participants to understand what's 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 it about. So that awareness is very important, and circular economy platform first of all at, at first creates this awareness, and secondly, obviously, when the cre- awareness is created that also creates a, let's say, platform for different partners to consider what are the, you know, raw material remains or uh, byproducts or waste that can be reutilized in different processes. And that brings different partners into the same platform, thinking about what else can be done and also creating transactions. And when we look at from the establishment, actually, we we are uh, seeing back in 2021, we have reached a significant level of uh, transactions that has been, um, let's say, transactions that covers around 13 tons of materials exchanged between uh, different partners of the platform and that created a value of around 1.8 billion euros and that's a significant amount and more than the amount more than the amount of the transaction as, um, themselves the importance is the utilization of the materials that would or byproducts that would be disposed 
if we didn't have this platform. So that is very important in, 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 in that perspective, creating awareness, having more partners in, having more transaction, but uh, more importantly, having more and more remaining raw materials, byproducts to be reutilized different parts of the um, economy that would reduce the virgin um, resource usage and that would help uh, for, for the sustainable development for that would help us um, in, in that perspective to be able to leave a livelihood for the next generations on, on the globe. And those byproducts are a good example of that mind shift because they the, those become instead of waste become raw materials for new products. Yes, and exactly. uh, Anadolu FS has an ongoing project with um, Turkey's circular economy platform about reusing malt pulp um, as a raw material for new products. And this is also an entrepreneurship initiative which encourages employees to create value within the company's current supply chain. Multi is an excellent example of circular economy innovation from the used malt pulp beer production. Uh, please tell us more about Multi and its importance for the circular economy. Thank you. Thank you again. A very good example. We are very proud with what we are doing around Multi. It's a long story. It covers exactly what, what, what you said. First, the entrepreneurship within the corporate itself, and secondly, the the circular economy using a byproduct. Um, as um, most people would know, actually, beer is uh, is uh, made of uh, four natural ingredients. Our beer, it's barley, malted barley, water, hops, and yeast. Uh, one of the most the largest uh, byproduct within our process, actually is the brewer's spent grain. And brewer's spent grain is actually very rich in terms of fiber, very rich in terms of, um, uh, in terms of protein. So in that perspective, uh, for long years, actually, brewer's spent grain is used for as an animal feed, and still we are supplying farmers as an animal feed. But within the uh, uh, corporate uh, entrepreneurship program, uh, Two of our engineers, food engineers, came up with the idea of upcycling the brewer's spent grain and having as a component for food. And that, that started ignited within the organization. Okay, we have this uh, very rich fiber and protein um, content. What we can do, how we can turn that into a flavor and uh, use in, in, in food process. So that's how uh, Malta came into picture for the last two and a half years. The teams worked around that. And now they, the, the business already spinned off. We have the fantastic healthy uh, products uh, created uh, with the idea and uh, it's on the market and we are now upcycling a part of our brewer's spent grain into this process so that is an excellent um, example of the circular economy in, in that perspective a byproduct has been upcycled in, into uh, into food and also it's it's a very important uh, example for our organization different ideas can pop up and turn into uh, real business propositions. You collaborate with startups to create social and environmental impact. What is the core reason for these collaborations? Can you give us some examples of those partnerships? Thank you. Again, like a couple of perspectives here. First of all, as I try to explain our 
founding principle in terms of creating a social impact. So in that perspective, we want to create the social impact and extend our social that impact with our partners. And that has been always the case. So uh, that is that is one um, perspective. The second perspective is to partner with uh, young generations. It's very important. They have different vision. They have different d- dreams. So we would like to also support uh, the uh, new generations, young uh, talents in their, uh, let's say, endeavor to change the world, to, to make the world in a better place. That's, that's the second part. And third, actually, another emphasis is also kind of the, the 50 years ago started with the vision of our two founders as an entrepreneurship um, story itself. So we always try to keep that motivation, entrepreneurship spirit and uh, motivation within the organization. That's why for long we are trying to cooperate with startups, with young talent and trying to realize uh, their uh, dreams on one hand. Together with this partnership, also, we're trying to find different solutions to the problems that we are seeing as a part of our endeavors in terms of trying to reduce our footprint in every area. For example, we are cooperating with BioLeave, which is trying to use, instead of plastic, environmental-friendly ingredients that would have no, let's say, impact on the environment when it's disposed. So in that perspective, we are... Uh, helping them in terms of development of such uh, ingredients. We work with them. We have created a lot of uh, materials for our usage. So we are reducing our plastic usage. We are helping uh, them to realize their vision. And we are creating, a, let's say, uh, again, an ecosystem here together with them. Uh, we are developing these ideas. Another good example also is e-cording. I mean, they had this fantastic idea to increase the forestation with distributing uh, plant seeds while drones. While doing so, they're reaching out unreachable parts of the nature. So that is fantastic. The last couple of years, we've been uh, seeding uh, different parts of Turkey. Together with eCording, we have distributed around 5 million uh, seeds. That is making us very happy. And that is why we are fully motivated and fully committed with respect to this um, entrepreneurship startup developments, especially uh, with social impact, especially with young people. So that there we have a couple of partnerships uh, we continue and will continue. Now that has started in Turkey. Now we are extending this um, efforts outside of our um, home uh, domicile operation. In other countries also, we are engaging with startups, trying to set up the same structure. Obviously, Turkey is focused, but extending again, like we did our business, extending beyond the boundaries in our region, hopefully in the future globally. And this is this is excellent example about um, how again commitment and consistency pays off in the long run, and this is you know very good. And you, we talked about uh, the entrepreneurship efforts in the company, and then how you collaborate with the startups. Um, but Anadolu FS, as you just said, like um, is extends to various countries and is a giant company with operations in six countries in twenty seven facilities. Um, what is Anadolu FS Beer Group doing to enable a circular economy within the beverage industry in the, other than this? The first uh, uh, objective is to reduce the consumption. So with less resources, create 
more value, more output. That is the very first uh, uh, approach. And secondly, in order to, again, reduce our uh, usage, uh, to have this circular economy um, approach in every other uh, process we have. So we have taken for our Turkish operations for the time being uh, zero waste uh, uh, certification. So every other piece going out of our uh, manufacturing breweries uh, plants are reutilized. Same efforts going through all globally, regionally in all operations. So we are going to have zero waste uh, certification for our foreign operations as well. So this is an ongoing effort reducing our footprint. That's great to know. It's like gives gives hope for the future. As a CEO, you are one of the key decision makers in these efforts. What is the role of a CEO of a company for circular economy transformation? Well, when you look at the organizations, usually there is the tendency to follow the leadership, follow the vision, follow what the leaders of the organization acting for. And uh, when I first got to the role, actually, I was Uh, telling my uh, colleagues that, you know, a CEO's role is, or let's say the success of the CEO is not the success that is achieved today. We are responsible for five years, 10 years down the road, creating the leaders, creating the organization's uh, direction and vision for for, uh, that future. And within Anadolu FS, the very first uh, thing we are focusing on is how we can create a better future. That is for us, that is for our partners, that is for our society in a wider uh, sense. The very first thing that's the very first responsibility is to create this uh, feeling, this vision within the organization. And the second uh, role is to ensure and help uh, the rest of the organization. Andolafes is composed of 50,000 people, so... Uh, reaching out to them, ensuring that they share this vision. They want to have their roles, their part within that vision. And that is that is how we are doing. It, actually, by your own, you can't achieve anything. But if you can initiate, um, if you can energize larger part of the organization, anything is possible. And in that perspective, that is the role of the CEO. And I believe within Anadolu FS, with the example that we have discussed at the beginning as well, for long years, we've been a part of this vision. And uh, in that perspective, what I see within the organization, all our employees are a part of this uh, vision. They are willing and acting in that perspective. And there is huge energy within our organization in uh, creating a better world, uh, creating a better organization, creating a better partnership, creating a better social impact uh, for um, Anadolu FS. And on this, on this path, there's also challenges. So what are the oh. biggest challenges you face as the CEO of a big company during your circular transformation journey? Yeah, obviously, um, from linear economy to circular economy, there is a big change here, and that that requires a mindset shift, and that is the most difficult thing. And at, at the end of the day, Andal FS is one of the, let's say, uh, players within a larger FMCG, larger food and beverage um, industry. And it's uh, all our efforts, whatever we want to achieve, whatever we can achieve, 
uh, is, is a small drop within the ocean that requires a larger cooperation globally to change this mindset. We are co- competing with each other. Whatever the development requires, it requires a lot of efforts while trying to deliver what you need to deliver today. And again, this mindset shift requires collaboration, which is beyond the competition that we are seeing today. Everybody taking the responsibility and having the action in that uh, proper direction is required, whatever the cost is. So, and given the current challenges uh, of the global economy, uh, it's it's really it's really something. So we have to have tough choices here, and I think while having tough choices, we have to rationally cooperate and act together, rather than thinking individually how we can win the race. And that's a great note to end in a hopeful um, manner. Thank you for your answers. It was the end of our second circle. And now we're moving into the third circle of our conversation in which we're going to focus on the future. Um, Anadolu FS announced its 2030 goals almost a year ago. What was the driving force behind this effort? During the pandemic periods, actually, we have seen how fragile is the economies, how fragile within the global perspective, how we are linked to each other. And again, looking back into the DNAs, our founding principles as well. I mean, as I try to explain, it is the ecosystem. It is you are not alone. You are with your partners. You are with your suppliers. You are with your customers. You are with the society. So it is. It's a chain, and every other link of this chain should be empowered, strengthened as the other one, so that we can say all together we are strong. Let's say when it first started globally, when we first hear about it, we started to think about how it would impact our, let's say, business. But we thought beyond that and we said, okay, that would have um, enormous impacts on the social life, on the societies that we are living in. So the very first uh, meeting with our um, senior uh, leaders in the organization, we said, okay, we will have a lot of, um, let's say, um, actions. We will take a lot of precautions in terms of health and safety of our people, ensuring the sustainability continuity of our business. But together with those, we have to create one social impact project in every other country to support uh, the society. And uh, we have created, we have come up with fantastic uh, projects. We have come up with fantastic action plans. And almost in every country we we are operating, We were the very first first company who in, announced the, let's say, social responsibility projects uh, during the pandemic period. So that's why I'm very proud of what we have done. And that's a good example of how the organizations can help uh, the societies and can create this cooperative and collaborative uh, model in that perspective. And what is your plan to for the immediate future to reach these goals? Well, I mean, certainly when you set goals, uh, you have to set, uh, let's say, uh, the, the action plans and the road, how you can achieve to these uh, ro- uh, goals. We are, uh, together with the support and supervision of our board of directors, we set up different, um, let's say, Uh, committees and organizational roles, and uh, we have uh, divided, let's say, all these um, um, 
the roadmap into different action plans. They have set up uh, in order to ensure the, the um, let's say, uh, progress in many areas. We have uh, gathered all the efforts in uh, three uh, major headings. One is obviously zero for environment, and that is one of the most important areas. So now we are t- we have teams in every country working around how we can reduce let's say, first our usage, how we can be more efficient in in that perspective, then how we can reduce um, the resource usage, how we can convert into green energy in various projects have been set and those are planned for the next 10 years. Second area is uh, the social impact that we are uh, emphasizing uh, in, in that manner very strongly. So again, uh, all those efforts that has been continued within Anadolu FS for the last uh, 50 years will continue. We have divided uh, into a few uh, areas uh, where we believe our social impact can be accelerated. And the third area is, is about gender equality. Again, we are trying to empower women in every other uh, society we are in and helping them in many um, aspects. But within the organization also, we are trying to ensure that we have equal uh, opportunities for everyone, equal pay, equal approach and equal promotion um, opportunities. So creating that. Again, we are looking into different metrics here and we are very happy, especially when we look at uh, our uh, next generations below 30 years of age. uh, Our women participation is even higher than men participation. So that is a very strong uh, start, let's say, and that is really promising for for future. So those are the areas that we have identified. So there are lots of energy, lots of ideas uh, uh, brewing around uh, those, let's say, uh, goals, and we are going to implement those within the next 10 years. We can say in a way, you're not only brewing hope, but you're also brewing hope. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Actually, our mission is we brew joy. <laughs> All right. We can add hope as well. <laughs> and you mentioned that this is this is a systemic change and uh, the larger ecosystem needs to have a mindset shift. Um, so my question is, what needs to change in the beverage industry to create the most significant environmental impact for the future? Let's look at a couple of numbers. I mean, again, when we look at the um, wider food and beverage sector, it is the responsibility of the sector is around 36% of the global emissions. So that is a significant amount. Obviously, food is taking a larger portion, especially meat uh, production. When you uh, take out that, when you look at to the beverage, probably the packaging is one of the areas uh, we need to ensure, uh, let's say, further progress, a significant progress. That's, that is linked to less plastic usage, that is linked to returnable systems, that is linked to recycling of the uh, packaging materials in that perspective. The industry partners, uh, the participants should cooperate more. Instead of trying to do for themselves, we should think about you know, developing a common platform altogether to ensure that we are all have the proper 
directionally in the right manner. We come back to the society. The society is our consumers and they should also be a part of the efforts here. They should also take their responsibility to take the action in terms of helping the returnable systems that we, we are promoting to be really accepted and really appreciated within the organization. Um, this was the end of our you know, questions for you. And thank you very thank much you. for this conversation. I've, I've learned a lot today. Um, I First thing I learned that you know commitment and consistency pays off in the long run. And then I learned that entrepreneurship uh, projects within a company can change how byproducts are used instead of being waste. And also collaboration with startups are key to enlarging and encouraging the ecosystem to grow. And also how it is a larger ecosystem shifts um, the suppliers, stakeholders, consumers are all part of this journey. And this is um, thank you very much for telling this story with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for um, giving the opportunity for us to be able to explain in that manner. Thank you for listening. This is one of the 10 interviews with passionate circular economy leaders from fashion to food, from cryptocurrencies to architecture. Please subscribe to our podcast channel for the following episodes in the series. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell button to watch these interviews. For more information, visit our website at www.circumcenter.world. See you at the next Circumcenter episode, discovering the center of your decisions.